Because you're mid and we know it. It's the Mid Podcast, your podcast for random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter and excuse me, Twitter and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. You can also listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast. Apple, Spotify, Amazon. Also, if you like what you hear, you can give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps get eyes and ears on the podcast. You can also support the podcast by becoming a Patreon. Go into patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and pick you at a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes, which will probably make you laugh your ass off. Mm-hmm. Especially yesterday's episode. And other special content. I am one of your hosts. I'm just here today. Catherine. <laughs> here with my shitty producer who doesn't do his job. I do my job. Brendan. Hello. You you just always say hello. You don't ever do anything exciting. You're like the most boringest ass person ever. What? <laughs> no. I say hello. What's our topic for today, son? <laughs> Wrestling. Which happens to be our favorite topic. Mm-hmm. And we got we got a new segment for the show today. Oh god. Which is the only time we'll have this segment probably. <laughs> Bob, what do you got for wrestling news? Goldberg is a free agent. Yeah. I also hear one, my man Tony Khan, is keeping a close eye on that. And did drop some comments yesterday in an interview about it. Hmm. I don't know how I would feel about Goldberg and AEW. Hmm. Um, if he was to come and do, (coughs) excuse me, and do a one-off, maybe, um, I don't know. I wonder how all the Bret Hart merchants would feel about Wonder how they would feel about Goldberg coming to AEW. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be I just think he's done with wrestling entirely. He's mm. what, fifty something? Mm, yeah, something like that. So I mean I will give this to TK. He does use his his legends pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I could see it. I could see them coming in there to, like, help younger talent. Maybe. Possibly. Is Goldberg really going to do that? For the right price, he would. Not the, no, like, be a coach. I don't think he'd do that. No? But, I mean, if he did come to AEW, just think of the matches you could have. Goldberg, Wardlow, 
Goldberg, Hobbs, Goldberg, Satnam Singh. <laughs> That's not a match I don't want to see. Who else? Gold. Miro, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, Malachi Black, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, Miro. If Miro would get his head out of his ass. Mm. So I mean, there was potential there. Goldberg versus Christian. Maybe. Goldberg versus Jericho. Maybe. Goldberg versus Kenny Omega. Maybe. Goldberg versus Sting. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do like a legend thing, you have Goldberg versus Christian, Goldberg versus Jericho, and Goldberg versus Sting. And Dustin. Is Dustin really a legend? I would call him a legend. More. He did kind of. Can we get Taz back in the ring? (laughs) Goldberg versus Hook. (laughs) Oh, dear Jesus. Um. Would it be interesting? It would be interesting. Anything else? That's the, like, big news I saw. Oh, I got a shit ton of news. So the news segment might be very long. This might actually be a long podcast. So, according to your favorite, Fightful, WWE sold 44,569 tickets for the Royal Rumble. Mm Mm-hmm. WWE said they had 51,338 fans in attendance with a $7.7 million gate. 2,662 tickets were comp tickets, which meant they were free. Um, according to the arena... 42,928 tickets were actually scanned and entered the building. Then we have emails that show that the WWE Director of TV Event Relations asked the Alamo Dome staff to count anyone with a heartbeat. That is how they inflate their numbers. So if you were a cop, you got counted. If you worked in the concession stand, you got counted. If you swept floors, you got counted. <laughs> Is that what they have to do now? Uh, evidently. You know who's not inflating their numbers? Shit. Shit. I really do get a lot of shit. Um. Um. Huh? I was thinking I had a copy of the emails, but maybe I don't. Oh, I do, I do, I do. Here they do. So, Alamondo Event Services on Saturday, January 28th at 6.59 a.m. Central Time. Total number 725, do you need breakdown? WWE Director responds, this seems very low. Does that include everyone? Concessions, parking, security, housekeeping, ops, anyone with a heartbeat? 
Alamo Dome response at 7.45 the same day. Let me check again with all man- when all managers arrive. We'll get back to you. Um, then they come back and says, as we discussed earlier, the revised number with traffic, San Antonio PD, Pritchard, which I guess is like the concession group or the uh, janitorial service, 1,280. There are more? Oh, yeah, there's more. So then they discuss the sweet portion. With suites 1 through 8 and 45 through 52 not in use and the press box not being used for ticket patrons, which we do sometimes for concerts, the total suite capacity, including SROs for Saturday, for Saturday is 694. Um... Then WWE comes back and says, what would the total capacity be if suites 1 through 8 and 45 through 52 and the press box were fully ticketed? They responded, 130, and the 8 suites combined, including the SROs, would be another 318. So you have 130 plus 318. Mm -hmm. Any update on the total revenue staff number for tomorrow's show for our TV TV attendance figure. Hmm. So, yeah. Sounds like they inflate their numbers. Hmm. That's... <laughs> Is that not illegal? For a company to do that? I don't know. Huh. But what the sad part was, somebody got a hold of those emails and released those emails. Well, if you claim to be the biggest wrestling promotion, you shouldn't have to... Inflate your numbers? Inflate your numbers. Well, it goes to show that... Maybe not as many people are going to WWE events as they won't. And no matter what, you had, what, 40,000 people? Mm-hmm. And then you add on all those extra stuff you added? 40,000 people for a wrestling event is insane. So, you okay, let's going just to Let's do money. this. I'm not a mathematician. I'm a historian, so math is not my forte. So, the Alamo Dome said they actually scanned 42,928 tickets. Uh-huh. WWE said they'd had 51,338 fans in attendance. That is a difference of 8,410 people. Mm-hmm. So, you mean to tell me 8,410 people are concessions, police, special ops, custodians. Or are they also counting their own talent? Their own talent. The producers. 
the camera people. I mean, I'm just asking for a friend. But, yeah, no. That is... That's something. That's wild. I have a match that I need my man to book on huh. AEW. Goldberg versus Monero Suzuki. No. What? And I need it to be titled Battle of the Hats. Maxwell. And I need it to be between Julia Hart, Brandon Cutler, and Jake Hager. Why? Because Brandon has a hat. What hat does he have? Yeah, he had a funky hat. Oh, God. But, um. No. You know who doesn't inflate their numbers? Who? AEW. You know who just sold out the Scotiabank Arena? With pre-sale tickets? We're going to talk about that. AEW, but we'll talk about that in a minute. New Japan? We'll talk about that in a minute. So, evidently, SmackDown will be in Puerto Rico the night before Backlash. Uh-huh. Uh, want to go to San Juan, Puerto Rico? Want to go to Toronto, Ontario, Canada? I don't bit to Toronto. Didn't lose nothing there. Yeah, but I haven't been able to experience the full potential of Toronto. Mm. <laughs> so, you brought up Forbidden Door. Let's mm-hmm. talk. Let's talk. What matches would you like to see for this joint pay-per-view? Mercedes Monet versus Jamie Hayter. I have a list. Shout out. This is a list from somebody I follow on Twitter at Adam Goldberg28. These are the matches he wants to see, and I kind of agree. Okada and Omega. Mm-hmm. MJF and Tanahashi. Okay. Danielson and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. United Empire versus House of Black. Ooh. Hangman versus Shingo. Shingo Tagagi. Mercedes versus Jamie. Kari versus Jade. Eh. Eh. I would say Kari versus Britt Baker. Young Bucks versus Shooter and Mox. Okay. What else? And then he has Darby and somebody. Let me see. You're better with the Japanese names. Darby versus Takahashi. Yeah. What you think? That might be a pretty good card. Um, I might would buy that pay per view. Well, you're probably gonna buy it anyways. Nope, I'm not. I'm boycotting. When the only thing I would have to disagree with is. The Kari and Jade match. No offense to Jade. Just, I don't think. I think there's better opponents for Kari. But I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the Tony Storm, Soraya, 
and uh, Ruby Soho take on Club Venice. So evidently, the WWE writer involved with Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse segment has reportedly left the company. <laughs> Good. Now can Bray Wyatt? Mm. Evidently, there's been uh, nudes of L.A. Knight going around on people's timelines, but it didn't show up on mine. I'm a little disappointed. Get out the search bar. Um, so, evidently, Dave Meltzer called out wrestling companies or something about not taking care of their talent and talent having to book their own hotels and blah, blah, blah. To which, oh my God, to which my man replies on a Friday night and pretty much tells Meltzer to shove it up his ass because he invests almost a million dollars into making sure that his talent has a nice place to stay and all their travel arrangements. Mm -hmm. They book their flights, they book their hotels, they have travel from the hotel to the arena. Which prompted several AEW talents to come out in defense and say, I've never worked for a company that has done that, including one Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And not only does he do that for the actual talent in the ring, he also does it for security, the producers, hair and makeup, everybody that works within AEW's television shit. So he treats them... Pretty fucking well. Well, Dex came out and said, No company, wrestling or other, has taken care of me the way AEW has. First class. Referee Bryce Rimsberg can proudly confirm wrestlers and all staff, wrestlers, announcers, medical staff, security, coaches, shuttles to and from arenas, flights to and from home, three to four star hotel reservations, I believe this extent of hospitality is unprecedented in pro wrestling history. <laughs> Madison Rain, speaking from a female perspective, says that this is very much appreciated. Shows up to a hotel where security has already been there, taken to and from the arena, has a nice peace of mind that her safety is the utmost importance. Billy Starks, who is a non-contracted wrestler with AEW, says that they even do that for non-contracted wrestlers. Damn. Just saying. TK takes care of the people that works for him. It's also a write-off. Because you can write it off as a business expense. He ain't stupid. <laughs> but it's good that he's taking care of the talent. It mm. might be a tax write-off. But he's taking care of his talent, and that's what matters. Yep. So. So. Stu Grayson is the first person to have been let go from WWE and re-signed. With AEW, you mean? Mm, yeah, with AEW, sorry. So Man. that means he has two graphics. Yep, he's the only wrestler in AEW history to be signed twice. Nice. I gotta like Stu. Yeah. Oh, nothing against Stu Grayson. So evidently, 
TK and Conan is trying to work on their relationship between AEW and AAA. Good. According to Christopher Daniels. That's good. I'm not going to go through all that. I'm going to read this to you and tell me your take on it. Okay. AEW fans are like the person who broke up with WWE. We used to love you. We just got fed up with your bullshit and taking us for granted. We found someone much younger with more energy. They might not be as rich or have so many, so many blindly loyal friends, but they're much better in bed. <laughs> that, that's one way of putting it. That That's definitely one way of putting it. That is like one of the best things I've seen on Twitter. Shout out to Wrestling Mark 16 for that. Give me some time. I've got to go through my phone because I've got like a shitload. So, March 27th kicks off 12 straight days of WWE, AEW, and ROH Wrestling. 327 Raw, 328 NXT, 329 Dynamite, 330 ROH, 331 SmackDown, Rampage, ROH Pay-Per-View, WWE Hall of Fame, 4-1 NXT Pay-Per-View, Mania Night 1, 4-2, Mania Night 2, 4-3, Raw, 4-4, NXT, 4-5, Dynamite, 4-6, ROH, 4-7, SmackDown, and Rampage. This is going to be fun and exhausting. Uh, yeah. So if you cannot find something in the wrestling world to watch between all of that, why are you a wrestling fan? Not to mention Impact, New Japan, yep. GCW, uh, all the indie shows that are going to happen that weekend. Yep. So, WWE management is reportedly unhappy with fans asking wrestlers for items to be signed at airports and places. Um, this stems from, it originally stemmed from a Rey Mysterio video where they tried to paint him in a bad light. And, um, they did the same with Liv Morgan. And then they, uh, decided they would try to do that to Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I'm too scared of Rhea. Rhea Ripley could snap me in half. Let me see if I can, did I... Copy of what Rhea said. I don't think I did. So basically, Rhea come out and said, "Ah, uh, she will no longer be signing anything unless it's personal." So, like, if you had a picture of you and her, like, if you took a picture of you and her together and you printed it out and wanted her to sign it, she'll sign it. But memorabilia shit, like anything else, she's like, "Fuck no." No means no. Respect her boundaries. And I'm like, bitch probably could take out half of the motherfuckers in the airport. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to get to the point where WWE is going to have to pay security to travel with their fucking wrestlers. 
And Look. fans are being goddamn fucking rude. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hound these people even on their free time. Like, you see them in a goddamn restaurant. They're sitting there having a meal, and you're going to walk up to them. Could you at least respect them and wait till they get done? Mm-hmm. Catch them as they leave? I don't know what the fuck people think it's all about them now and fuck everybody else. And yeah, I get it's a price you pay for fame. Mm-hmm. But there are limits. And fans need to learn those goddamn limits. Like the dude we seen in Norfolk. I was like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. And then he got pissed off when somebody said, I ain't signing that shit. And I don't blame him. It was Danielson who wouldn't sign it. Good for him. Danielson, nice guy. Took a selfie with us. He just said. He had no problem taking selfies with everybody standing there. Just said, no, I'm not going to sign this. Not when you come with a goddamn fucking suitcase full of shit. Yeah, that shit's fucking stupid. One thing. Okay. If you bring me one, if I'm famous and you bring me one thing, yeah, I would sign it. You open a goddamn suitcase, you got shit stapled to a goddamn poster board? What the fuck? And then you get on Twitter and go, well, this is how I make my money? No, bitch, you not gonna make money off me? I don't blame them wrestlers one fucking bit. And they gonna come across the wrong one one day. This probably had a really bad day, and I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't cold cock the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But it's going to get to the point where they're going to have to travel with security now. It's like when we were in Norfolk, everybody was nice. Danielson, Regal, Wardlow, Samoa Joe, all of them were nice. And they even said, I can't sign stuff. But I have no problem taking a selfie. And that's basically all we wanted. Same thing when we went to WrestleCade. We didn't pay for autographs. We just wanted pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was talking to Dax, he was like, do you want an autograph or something? I was like, no, I just want a picture. Picture means more than what an autograph does. So. And then, like, I had an autograph from Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. Do you think I know where the fuck that shit is now? No. Exactly. I could tell you where it was when I got it. I can go to your Nana's house and point the exact wall, exact location, exact spot where it was hung at. <laughs> I have no idea where it is now. It's like when I met Thunder Rosa. I didn't even ask for an autograph. I wanted a picture and I got a t-shirt. She was really nice. But this is for fans. You motherfuckers need to learn to respect people's goddamn boundaries. And when they say no, they mean no. It's like the kids. Oh, I'm going to ask mom, can I do this? Mom says no. Wait five minutes, come back. Mom, can I do the same thing? I said no. Then you get pissed when she gets pissed because she's done told you no twice. Yeah. Parents have no boundaries. And they make the good fans suffer. And first of all, how the fuck do you know what flight this bitch is on? Are you really going to scout out a goddamn airport? 
I got more things to do with my life than scout out a goddamn airport. It's insane. Like, honest. We went to Norfolk. We got into the hotel. We were looking out the window of the bedroom. And Brenda's like, hey, mama, there's wrestlers going in down there. Let's go down there. Okay, we didn't know until we seen them. Mm-hmm. I'd have had no idea to go down there and stand. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll go down there and hang out for a little while. Mm-hmm. Got to meet some really cool wrestlers. Got to meet Keith Lee. Swerve. Yeah. I, all of them were willing to take selfies with you. Athena. Nice as could be. Except for that one dude that wanted autographs now. I don't blame him. And then that same motherfucker gets in front of me in the merch line at the show that night and buys, what, six more goddamn figures. Something like that. Like, what the hell? Now, I can understand. Now, I'll take this back. I can understand you bringing a goddamn suitcase full of shit to sign if you're going to, like, a Comic-Con wrestlecade. Because you got to pay for them to sign that shit. They ain't just going to do it for free. Yeah. That I get. But you going to hound these motherfuckers in the airport? So, let's see. Jay Lethal was nice. Justin Roberts was cool. Renee was really nice. Keith Lee was nice. Athena was nice. Even though she is beating the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. She is very nice. Yeah. Cash was nice. Mm-hmm. Matt's caster was very cool. Mm-hmm. Frankie Kazarian was cool. Mm-hmm. Wardlow was cool. Yep. And Wheeler Yuta was cool. Yep. Danielson was cool. We got a picture with Danielson. Got a picture with Regal. Yep. It's like... If you respect them, as Bully Ray says, you get the respect you deserve. Mm-hmm. Decent fans get what get what they ask for. Bad fans get what they deserve, he says. And in a roundabout way. I would I would ask, may I take a picture? And they would say yes. And when we got done taking the picture, I would say thank you. Yep. Because A, that's how I was raised. Respect people. Even when we went to WrestleCade. Yep. I said thank you for taking the picture. Yep. So... And the only one that you wanted a picture with that you didn't get is Tay Mello, and that was because she was running late. Uh-huh. And she was, she's like, I can't do it, I'm just running late. I mean, she wasn't rude or anything. It's it, understandable. It, we, that's cool. People run late. It is what it is. But I literally swear, I think I read or heard somebody say that they know a group, that they have a friend that's in this group, that literally does that shit. They stalk fucking airports and flights to see who's on them. Mm-mm. And then somebody brought up a good question. It was like, well, how do these people get into the airport without going through security? You don't have to go to security for baggage claim. Yeah. Because baggage claim is where the arrivals are, where you pick up people. So they might end up having to put security there and then... Airplane tickets are going to go up because airport fees are going to go up because they have to add extra security. I would start flying the private airports. That might end up happening. 
like flying the. Are you going to end up like professional sports teams who have their own planes to fly their guys wherever they need to go? Mm-hmm. You get them a seven forty seven, but it takeoff time is at this time. You be there. It's like they might say they come to like Greensboro instead of flying into what PTI. Mm-hmm. They fly into the airport in Burlington. It's small, but it's private. In and it's only a twenty minute ride from here to Greensboro. And the only way you get in there. Is if you work there or you fly. Yeah, that airport's got some tight security for it to be a little airport. Uh-huh. Well, it's got tight security because it also flies in specimens because one of the biggest labs in the country is based out of here. So, so, but no, I wouldn't be shocked if... I wouldn't be shocked neither if they end up having to do that. But fans need to learn their role and stay in their goddamn lane. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from a fan. Hey, are we going to go wake by the locker room before Raw on May 15th? You know when I'm rolling up to fucking Raw, I'm going to leave my house at 5 goddamn o'clock. Think gates open at 6. But what if I wanted to meet Cody? Or Seth? Or Finn? No. I'll drive myself. Bitch boy, you ain't got a license. Shut the fuck up. Illegally drive. But no, I mean, seriously, we wouldn't have met them guys if we hadn't been staying at a hotel right across the arena and you happened to see them. Mm-hmm. Because I literally was going to take a nap because I was tired from driving. It was a five-hour drive. It is, but... But fans need to learn respect. Mm-hmm. When a, when a celebrity tells you no, then leave it. March your ass on. It's like the guy that was... Beside us at Norfolk. He was chill. He had a turnbuckle that he wanted signed. I think only like one person did. But he didn't raise a fit about it. It was like he still got his picture and was happy with it. Mm-hmm. So. But fans are going to end up ruining it. But are. How do I put this? Fans with no respect are going to ruin it for everybody. And the only way you'll be able to meet people is if you pay for it now. Mm-hmm. You have to start going to Comic-Cons and and conventions and shit. And stuff like that. Featuring of conventions, somebody just dropped 200 and some dollars for Russell K. tickets this year. But we're going for three nights. And we're getting to see Mike Bailey again. (laughs) He might wrestle Dex again. I'm just waiting to see who all is going to be there for the autograph session. So I know how much money I need to save. Uh Uh-huh. Because I got certain people I want to meet. Matt Taven. May or may not be on the list. Will Ospreay. Fuck, I want to meet Will Ospreay, but I doubt he'll be there. He's recovering from shoulder injury. Which he should be well by then. It's in November. Oh, God. You let them bring in Papa Will. Mm. The Winston-Salem Sheriff's Department going to have to escort me out. No, ma'am. <laughs> yes, they are. I'll go ahead and tell them. 
I am going to go ahead and tell him. <laughs> but, anywho, I am going to go ahead and tell him. Just spent fucking 20 minutes shitting on terrible fans. Uh, this is going to be a long podcast, so shut the fuck up. It ain't like we got anything else to do except dishes and make churros. So, we were talking about Forbidden Door earlier. So, evidently, it only took them an hour to sell out 17,000 tickets. And I don't always ag- agree with JD, but I, I I like when he calls out Alfred, though. Mm-hmm. So, he sent out a tweet talking about how they sold out Forbidden Door 2. And then he says, remember when Cheese Man tweeted this? And then he copied a text from when Alfred tweeted out that Forbidden Door is only appealing to a male niche that's smaller than he even knew. And that's a niche within a niche within a niche. And it's going to take a lot of work to sell out the United Center. But um, if I believe correctly, they did sell it out for Forbidden Door. Oh, they sold it out instantly. Tickets were gone like that. Mm -hmm. And tickets were gone like that today. Mm-hmm. Segwaying into another topic we're going to talk about in a minute. But somebody said, I am st- I am simply astounded that AEW has sold all those Forbidden Door 2 tickets without telling his story about the door. How are fans supposed to know who the door is without three months of vignettes? Who is the door? What is the door? How is the door? Why is the door? Where is the door? And, evidently, this just came out. Um, AEW is now having a exclusive partnership with the Feldman Agency and Turbo Entertainment, which is Canada's leading live entertainment companies, to bring new live events, including AEW house rules, to local venues across North America. Nice. That was just released a little while ago. Very, very cool. Oh, evidently, I found out why Alexa Bliss has not been on WWE TV. Uh, Apparently, she had skin cancer. Yes. That's not good. Wishing her well. Uh Uh-huh. We're getting a Battle of the Belts in April. Oh, yeah, they're doing it in Rhode Island. Oh, and Marie Canellas tweeted out that um, she hopefully wouldn't mind seeing uh, her women wrestling's army fall under the AEW umbrella in the future. Interesting. Let's see. Ooh. Adam Cole versus Will Ospreay. Hold on. Oh, somebody tweeted at Stokely Hathaway. It says, you could barely get a hold of a guy who was being held. Bro, you gotta be the worst thing in wrestling. To Stokely replying... Your entire timeline is you bitching about wrestling. Please go outside and get a crumb of coochie. I beg you. 
your boy's tweeting. Uh, I'm sure he is. And he's using Count Dooku. (gasps) Because they're doing Star Wars on TBS tonight. They're doing their Star Wars marathon. So, since Will Ospreay has been hurt, we have a replacement for him in the Impact New Japan Multiverse United. The Ace of New Japan. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, question. Who's a better champion? Okada, MJF, Roman Reigns. Okada. Somebody said Okada and said, unlike Reigns, he actually puts people over in his biggest heavyweight reign. So evidently, we all love when Petty TK comes out on Twitter. Yeah. So evidently, somebody thought it would be really cool to try to get into a Twitter fight with him. To where TK replied, you'll never win a fight with Sopranos Twitter. So... Got some numbers for Forbidden Door 2. The pre-sale tickets, with the current setup, they released 13,662 tickets. Tickets distributed was 12,030, and there's only 1,600 left. So... And that's not including the ones they've held back for general sale. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Mm-hmm. So, let's say you have your own promotion and you could pick any wrestlers in the world to be your champions. Who would you pick for your world champion? Osprey. Who would you pick for your mid-card champion? Ooh, uh... Mike Bailey. Who would you pick for your women's champion? Do I have to say it? Mm-hmm. Jamie Hayter. Who would you pick for your tag team champions? Aussie Open. Who would you pick for your trios champions? Ooh. That... Okay. Okay. The Judgment Day. But take out Dom. Let Rhea be the third. That's where I'm going with that. Nice. What do you think about uh, Nia Jax commenting on that she would like to work with AJ? Fuck no! 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 And let me say this again. Fuck no. Fuck no. So, (laughs) our friend B-Mac has a theory. Shout out to B-Mac. I love B-Mac. 
He said, imagine Kenny Omega splitting from the Young Bucks, then going to recruit Takeshita and Abushi to face off against Hangman and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Would you be down for that? Yep. I think that's my special segment. I got more news that I want to go over. We're 45 minutes into this shit. I told you I had a lot of news, goddammit! You got a problem? <laughs> no need to yell. You better check yourself at the door. <laughs> no need to yell. You know the door that we got to have five months build to? You better huh? check yourself at it. So tonight, evidently, we're getting a dream match between one Kenny Omega versus... If I can go. Yo, yo, fucking go. And Twitter blew up, bitching about there was no build-up to this match. To, um, I want to read some tweets by, I don't always agree with his opinion. But I actually agree with this. Our boy JD sent out a tweet. It says, I'm going to read his tweet. All those that shit on Tony Khan in his dream match tonight between Kenny and what's his name? El. 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 Del Vikingo. I love hearing you say that. They will be the first to watch the show tonight after saying who all week. Then they will go on social media to hate on the match because that's the cool thing to do to hate on AEW, knowing that it was a banger, and then compare companies and cry why WWE is better. Tonight is your chance to actually learn about someone who has captivated many people's attention the last couple of years and a chance to see someone you've never seen before. Tonight is your chance to actually enjoy some of the great things about professional wrestling and be a fan. And if you don't like AEW, or Kenny Omega, or Tony Khan, and the way he does shit, don't watch and don't hate on others who are going to enjoy being a fan tonight. Mm-hmm. I agree 1,000%. He's right. There, people are just going to watch AEW to hate watch it. Well, he's been on he's been on a Twitter roll too, and I kind of like Petty JD sometimes. He's kind of funny on Twitter. Somebody tweeted to him and says, "Then where is the build up to actually make this feel like a dream match? Cause all he's doing is throwing someone no one outside of the hardcore fan base knows against Omega and calling a dream match." To which JD replied, "If you listen to his show on Sunday, I said." Has anyone ever thought that maybe Tony Khan had been strapped for time? What if he could only do things within AEW right now, only in the United States for six months, a year, might not ever return? He said, unless you work for TK in this instance, maybe let go of the where's the build. There's a time and place for that. This isn't it. He says... What's the dude's name? El Hijo del Viking. I love you saying it. 
wrestles in Mexico, not the United States, outside of a few appearances when available. This ain't that serious. Nothing a few vignettes or promo packages during the lead-up can do to solve it. You tell them, J.D. I love J.D. shitting on these fans. And J.D. is the biggest one for storytelling. Like, he'll he'll jump on shit. I need the bill. But he actually does get it. Hey, dudes, it's like people from Japan. They're only here for a certain amount of time because your visa runs out. Or you're here on a work visa, which is usually six months to a year. Mm-hmm. You got to get everything done. Mm-hmm. I just can't with Twitter sometimes. I just can't. I'm still in my news segment. And we haven't even got to the special segment yet. <laughs> Do you think that wrestling fans should be given Tony Khan grace because A, AEW has grown so fast They're in uncharted territory in many ways. And he's trying to build both AEW and Ring of Honor. Mm. And that's not including what he deals with on a daily basis. Because he also has two football teams. One American, one European. No, I'm not European. I'm sitting right here. Doesn't he have his own analytics company, too? Mm-hmm. So, maybe. And I think he helps his dad with a media company. Maybe, but... Eh. TK cooks most of the time, anyways. Okay, what else do you got? So I want to read this tweet from this person I follow, Sergeant Viper Gaming. He said, wrestling fans are the only people who can can receive a spine-tingling, nut-busting, booty-licious banger <laughs> and still complain over the silliest stuff. <laughs> That's a new one. I know, I love that. Oh, somebody else tweeted. Don't do the match if you can't do it properly. He said Triple H never did that in NXT. Vince never did it. And he he's replying to something JD said. and says, you claim to love storytelling. And there's nothing to get excited about about the Omega match. To which he replied, then don't do the match if you can't do it. In quotes. And says... But Tony Khan is doing the match because this is the only time he can do it. What the fuck you don't understand? <laughs> Alright, you ready for my, my uh-huh. segment? I gotta find it. So, this segment is gonna be named The Bobby Segment. Okay. And we're going to discuss Bobby's favorite person. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm scared. 
We're going to discuss all of Tony Storm's matches in AEW. She's had a lot of them. And I want you to tell me which one you think is her best run so far. Her versus Jamie Hayter. Can I? Would you stop? We had Tony Storm versus The Bunny in the Owen Hart tournament. Tony Storm versus Marina Shafir. Tony Storm versus Nala Rose. That was good. Tony Storm versus Bobby's favorite, Thunder Rosa, that was at Forbidden good. Door. That was good. We had Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm teaming up to take on Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. Eh. We had Tony Storm taking on Emi Sakura. That was good. We had Nyla Rose, Emi Sakura, and Marina Shafir taking on Tony Storm, Sheeta, and Willow Nightingale. Yeah, it looked all right. We had Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm teaming up against Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. It was a good match. We had Tony Storm versus Gigi Ray. Squash match. We had Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter teaming up versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. That was good. We had Tony Storm versus Britt Baker in the Owen Hart semifinals. That was a good match. We had Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter in the quarterfinals of the Owen Hart tournament. Jamie should have won that match. We had Tony Storm versus Diamante. Okay. We had a rematch with Baker and Hayter versus Storm and Soho. Okay. So out of those, which ones do you think were the best? Her versus Jamie Hater at full gear. That was not on my list. Too bad. It's on the list now because I say so. <laughs> that was not on my list. So therefore, it don't count. Too bad it counts. It don't count because it's not on my list. It does count because I say it counts. Can I do an off the rail segment? I'm just kidding. Alright, that's all my news. How far have we got? 54 minutes. How long? 54 minutes. It's almost an hour of just random new shit. Yes. Well, there was a lot of shit happening. Well, no, a lot of it was you just reading tweets. Well, I like that. <laughs> okay, on the Dynamite and Rampage. I'm going to add a new segment. My favorite wrestling tweets for the week. Okay. What do you think? Okay. Well, it's going to be kind of short because... Rampage came on at a fucking weird hour, and it didn't really come on when it was supposed to come on. And so my DVR didn't record it, so I didn't have to take notes on it. But I do have a lot of notes on Ram. I mean, on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So it might be another hour. Oh, God. You love it. Shut the fuck up. It's only 2.30. Yeah, and when we get done, I'm going to make pizza rolls. Well, you should have done that before we started recording. Well, no. I said when you get done taking notes, we'll record and you got done taking notes. notes. You were still playing your video games because I sat here for 20 minutes and play games on my phone. So, Dynamite was in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. <laughs> Bitch-ass cold. Well, it's Winnipeg. stays cold year-round. We start off with everybody's favorite, the world champion. 
and we're going to have the rebar mitzvah of one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yep. Um, MJF comes out. What do you think about his suit? That suit. I liked it. I think you need one. You, uh-huh. and, you and your papa need matching suits to wear church. Okay. I don't think they make them in big size for papa. I doubt it. Do they make them in fluff size for you? They make everything in fluff size. Uh, then we get the typical MJF digs. And MJF says he is Iron Man. Evidently, he's not because his fiance left him. He's not Iron Man in the bed because his fiance left him. I don't want to get copyrighted for uh, Black Sabbath. Please stop. Well, it could be Iron Santa Claus. I don't want to get copyrighted from Twisted Sister. Or it could be Iron Iron Man. Could be both. Then we have Jack Perry's music hits. MJF looks pissed. Jack goes and leans in a corner. Then Sammy's music hits. He comes out. He's standing in another corner. Then Darby's music hits. And MJF's like, cut it. MJF says, you guys are ruining my rebar mitzvah. What the hell do you want? And in unison, the three guys say they want a title match. The four-pillar title match is going to be fucking great. I have a theory on how I want this to work. But we're going to go through this whole thing. So, Jack Perry says, shut up, Max. Says that you cheated in their match at 2020 at Double or Nothing. You have been handed every opportunity in the book. While I've wrestled the rest of the time on Dark. Says MGF never wrestled on Dark. I know we all have, referring to Guevara and Darby. You walk around and do whatever you want. Says MJF has taken time away from other talents. MJF responds, This company does revolve around me. Unlike all of you and all the boys in the back, I'm actually a star. Sammy goes, Oh, shut the hell up. Says he will turn this rebar mitzvah into a recircumcision. <laughs> don't know how you're going to do that and I would love to see that what? I mean because once you cut it you can't recut it because it's gone unless you cut it some more there's nothing left to cut you have to cut something new he goes on to say you talk too much your whole career you literally talked your way in the door here at AEW you kissed ass you lied you cheated to get where you're at Sammy says he had to grind to get here, overcame obstacles, became a three-time champion, and never had the machine push him. He did it on his own and never needed the machine. Says, I got me here and I will get me there, referring about becoming world champion. Uh, He says, Sammy Guevara will be world champion. I'm the best ever and you know it. Max replies to Sammy, Kind of cute. You used my catch phrase there. Says, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to get into brawls in the back with everyone. (laughs) Darby cuts in and says, Max, enough. It's my turn. Gave a little background on himself. Says, he ain't changing. Says, he is a terrible businessman. 
because there will never be a bidding war for Darby Allen. He says AEW lets him be him. The biggest problem with the company, according to one Darby Allen, you have grown-ass wrestlers in the back going on Twitter. I'm not happy. I'm upset. I went out of my contract if I don't get what I want. The voice he used was awesome. That includes you, Max. Says AEW means more to him than Max, and that is why he should be world champion. I know your Anna Lita would be happy if Darby Allen was world champion. I would be mad if Darby won. Says he will just go on to complain about it on Twitter if he doesn't get a shot at the world championship. And then he's like, no, seriously, I'm going to beat your face in with my skateboard and give you a headlock takeover. Max finally responds, enough with all of you. Do you understand me? I've heard it. Max removes his sunglasses and hats, to which Darby says, dude, you look like shit. (laughs) I mean, Max did get his ass handed to him in an Iron Man match. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, you need to go find it and watch it. Max replies, Darby is the meme. Sammy, in about seven months, I'm going to propose to a new girl, Guevara. Sammy replies, that's funny coming from you because didn't your fiancé leave you? Max goes on to say that Jungle Boy had Christian, Sammy had Jericho, Darby had Sting. You know who MJF had? Nobody. Cody Rhodes. I was going to say I call bullshit on that. (laughs) And he said, I never needed to be enrolled in AEW Daddy Daycare. Pause. I volunteered to be enrolled in AEW Daddy Daycare with the CEO and owner. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) That is one daycare I volunteered to go to. But no. That's why I had Cody and he had Jericho. Exactly. Max goes on to say he's been ready since day one, says that they are all pillars, says they are the past, present, future of professional wrestling. However, he's the only pillar that can keep this place up, and that's a fact. He has beaten all of, I have beaten all of you in singles competition, and you think you deserve a shot at my world championship. Nah. Says, you three are going to leave my party because you weren't invited. And I'm going to eat my cake because I deserve it. He walks up to Sammy. He says, thank you. Walks up to Darby and says, screw you. Walks up to Jack Perry and says, bye. And then puts his hands in Jack's face. To which Jack hits Max in the back with the microphone. And all hell breaks loose. And Max is kind of standing on the apron. And Darby and Sammy Guevara are going at it. To which they hit Maxwell, and Maxwell falls into his cake. Well, Max got his cake. Yeah, yeah, he did. Your thoughts on all of that? Oh, this is a fucking great opening. The uh, pillar four way. It's gonna be a great match. Don't know when they'll do it. Probably double or nothing. Okay, this is how I want it done. I don't want it done as a four-way. I want them to take each individual person and let MJF have, like, a feud with each person up until each pay-per-view. So, like, have a feud with Jungle Boy since he ain't really doing anything right now. 
because mm-hmm. you got Guevara and JS right now. So have him feud with Jungle Boy up until Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. After that, have him feud with Sammy um, or Darby or Sammy up until the next pay per view, which would be Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door or what's the one in September? All Out. All Out. And then do the other one to full gear in November. Okay, okay. How about this? And that would pretty much take you up until the end of MJF's contract. How about this? You do the Jack Perry thing for double or nothing. Darby for for Forbidden Door. Sammy for All Out. And then at full gear, do a four-way. That's when you get the four-way. See that? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Although I do like my idea better. So, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, are you tired of them coming out and kind of airing their dirty laundry on TV? Because some people were bitching about it. No, makes for interesting television. All right, moving on. We have the BCC versus Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, and everybody's not favorite person. Hey everybody's man. favorite cowboy. Hey man, Adam Page. Everybody's <sighs> favorite cowboy besides my mom's. I would do reverse cowboy on somebody, and it ain't Adam Page. <sighs> So we have Wheeler Yuta and Evil Uno starting off. Uno starts with a high boot to Yuta, and I was like, what the fuck? And he's taking it to poor Wheeler. Why the fuck you beating up Wheeler? What did Wheeler ever do to you? Be a cunt. I like cunt Wheeler Yuta. Yuta sends Uno into his own corner, tags and mocks. Claudio with a cover. Then Claudio slams Uno. Uh, BCC doing a good job keeping the fresh guys in and Uno isolated. We see Yuta with a cheap shot on Hangman. Hell yeah, my boy Yuta. Uno tags in Stu. Stu takes down Claudio, does a DDT on Claudio, gets a two count. Stu tearing down the house. Claudio begins to manhandle Stu outside the ring. Then Yuta and Mox joins in. Mox has Stu in a submission hold. BCC have Stu isolated. They give Stu a second power driver, gets a two count. Then Stu hits a running knee strike on Moxley. Stu tags Hangman. He comes in hot, which he's always cold to me. Yuta blocks the lariat. Yuta tags Mox. Here we go. They begin exchanging blows. Yuta hits Hangman with the bell and knocks the motherfucker out. Yes, Yuta, I love you. Thank you for knocking this motherfucker out because he was no longer valuable in this match for the rest of the match. (laughs) We have chaos in the ring. Uno gets a two count on Moxley. Then Moxley puts the sleeper hold on Stu and Stu taps out. Moxley refuses to release the hold as the BCC begins to attack their remaining members, Uno and Grayson. And out comes Reynolds and Hungy. And then they and the BCC roll out like Transformers. <laughs> BCC roll out. <laughs> Need to make me a shirt that says that. Um, fun match. I love, love Hill BCC. Yes. 
give me Blackpool Combat Club as a heel. Mm-hmm. And set them up to face House of Black for the trios title and let them win. Not yet. No, not yet. I'm like, maybe... All out. All out full gear, which will be putting us at the end of the year. Give or take, yeah. Somewhere in one of those pay-per-views, yes. All right, then we get a Juice Robinson. Wait, wait, let me rephrase that. (coughs) Rock hard Juice Robinson promo. I can get something rock hard. It ain't no Juice Robinson, though. (laughs) Moving on. That's Tony Storm's job. Moving on. Um... He asked Ricky Starts, what you gonna do about Juice Robinson? Um, I kind of like Juice Robinson. I like Juice Robinson, too. Like, his facial expressions are hilarious. (laughs) Which makes his promos even better. Then we move on and we get Jay Cargill versus Canada's best Nicole Matthews. Pretty much it was a squash match. If that's the best Canada has to offer, I'm sorry. Jade hits a pump kick, and then she hits Jaded and gets the pin. And and I'm getting to it, chill. Then Renee comes into the ring to interview Jade. Jade looks at her and says, "Aren't you from Canada?" And backs Renee up into the corner. And I was hoping Jade would beat her ass. And then Jade grabs the mic and says, is that it? That's all you have to offer, Canada? I asked the same question, Jade. I asked the same question, girlfriend. Music hits. We see one Taya Valkyrie come out. I'm looking forward to her and Jade feuding. Mm-hmm. They're about the same size. I will say this. And I do mean it respectfully. Maybe. Taya can knock Jade out with one of her tits because they're so big. (laughs) Oh, hold on, hold on. Continue talking. Why? Why don't you just pause it? No, continue talking. What am I talking for? Anyway, girl got big tits. I ain't complaining about big tits. But she probably could knock Jade out with said tits. And if that's all Canada has to offer... Then, Canada, you need some better women wrestlers. Just saying. If Nicole Matthews was all you had, y'all need to get some better wrestlers. Which, I mean, I know the one great Canadian wrestler is actually in WWE, which would be Natalia. Anyway, can I move on to the next segment? So then we get a Ricky Starks promo, who is replying to Rock Hard. Juice Robinson, and says it's easy to attack him from behind. Says he heard what he said. Jealous he is getting attention. Says Ricky says that he deserves it. No disagreement there. He says, what the hell have you done here? You're part of the Bullet Club that was relevant back in 2015. He said, you need to stand on your own and do something for yourself. If it's an issue you have with me, Come bring it. And also says you can bring Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Joy. He's kicked out the Bullet Club. He can start his own. He can start his own with Juice Robinson. Okay. 
Then we're moving on to... Oh, Jesus Christ, kill me. Kill me. What is it? Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. TK, I love you. I adore you. I think you're the best. Please get this goddamn belt off of Orange Cassidy. Nobody wants to see Orange Cassidy win this fucking title except idiots. I'm not saying you're an idiot because I adore you. I wanted to go see you with the title. Point taken. Idiot. <laughs> no. And you can't go over this because you can't read my handwriting because you don't know how to read cursive. Blame the school system. All right. This is for the new international championship. No. The brand new rebranded. Level up. Yeah, it got leveled up. NXT leveled up. I could level up on the owner. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I am so over OC. For the love of God, please get a new champion. We see Jarrett with an arm takeover. Jarrett with a slam on Orange Cassidy. I may or may not have been cheering very loudly. Jarrett begins mocking OC. OC finally gets some offense. OC still selling the knee from last week. OC bouncing Jarrett's head off the turn belt, which should be illegal. Uh, we have them fighting outside the ring now. Satnam Singh throws Orange Cassidy back into the ring. Jarrett is focusing on Orange Cassidy's knee. Jarrett with a sharpshooter on Orange Cassidy. Now Orange Cassidy reverses it and does one of his own. Jarrett sends Orange Cassidy into the ref. Um... Sanjay slides the guitar in the ring and out comes bitch. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, you're going to figure it out. And she makes it all about her, grabs the guitar from Jarrett. She pushes Jarrett again this week. I'm not for a man hitting a woman, but goddamn, Jeff Garrett, Jarrett just beat the fuck out of that goddamn cunt whore bitch. Well, damn. Goddamn. Fuck. Then she tosses singing duck. Uh, Sanjay Dutt from ringside. Orange Cassidy gets the pit. Now you talk. I'm done talking for a little bit. I hope OC keeps the title. For a while. Just to piss more people off. Just to piss more people off. Something's wrong with my straw because I can't suck it up. Anyways, I can't get my juice from my cup. <laughs> I enjoyed the Orange Cassidy and Chef Jarrett match, though. I thought it was pretty good. It was a good match. I'm just so fucking over Orange Cassidy. Well, too bad. He's boring as fuck. No, he's not. I mean, when I fuck, I'm not boring, but he's boring as fuck. And you get to see him tonight. Oh, God, shoot me. I need to have a talk with this the, the, the booker of AEW. We need to have a personal one-on-one -on -one conversation. No talking would be done. Oh, there would be some talking. Some Can't say what it'd be, but there would be some talking. Because there would be some shit gone. Bitch whore ref, fired. Orange Cassidy, fired. <laughs> no, don't fire OC. Like when I watch football games, I want to fire the whole goddamn team when they suck. Don't fire OC. OC is good. I like OC. Alright, moving on. I skipped 
some boring shit like the acclaim video daddy magic promo although you know i could tell you what makes my you nipples know what hard. makes my nipples he, you want me to tell you what makes my nipples hard? Tony Khan, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Matt Taven. I disagree with all that. That is a lie. Liar! Tony Khan. Liar! Tony Khan. That's what Anakin said. Randy Liar! Orton. I wonder if Randy's ever going to come back. I miss Randy in WWE. I don't know. Wouldn't it be some shit he come back the night we go to WWE? Oh, you Oh, you you thought you blew my ear out? Oh, that would be retribution. I would fucking blow your ear out. Might need to take an extra change of clothing. Oh, God. From Any, the waist down. Anywho, moving on. <laughs> oh, moving on. We get an outcast promo. Um, They really need to let Ruby do all the talking for them. Like, she needs to be the spokesperson. Because I think she's the best talker of the group. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're getting story time with Ruby Soho. She says grass was greener in AEW until a couple of dogs, oh, l- let me be real, a couple of bitches came along and pissed all over that grass. Um, Then Soraya says there, uh, without them, there would not be a women's division. Calls the fans neck, beard, stinky twats. And she got fined for saying the word twats. Boo. I call people cunt twat waffles all the time. In fact, I have a sign that goes on my front door that says cunts and twat waffles are not allowed. Well, how the hell are you getting in my house then? Uh, Because you let me in your house. (laughs) Then Tony Storm says, when I became champion, oh wait, interim champion, not the real champ, just interim, I did it with a smile on my face, and you didn't appreciate me at all. Your current champ literally cheated to beat me, and you all loved it. Then she goes on to say that they're having way too much fun going through The entitled rookies, one by one. And then she proceeds to name them off. Jamie Hayter's music hits. Her and Britt Baker make a beeline to the ring. And matching denim, of course. Hayter lays out Ruby Soho. Britt goes after Soraya. Hayter begins to take it to Storm. Storm grabs the belt from Britt Baker and begins to choke her with it. Soraya stomping Hayter like she's Stone Cold Steve Austin and stomping a mud hole in her and walking it dry. Hater takes a Storm Zero from Tony Storm. Ruby hits a Destination Unknown on Britt Baker. Um, Baker and Hater are a little outnumbered. And out comes little Riho with reinforcements. And by reinforcement, reinforcements, I mean a lead pipe, sky blue, and willow. Some good reinforcements to have. I mean, if you 98 pounds, them are some good reinforcements. And that steel pipe. Riho is checking on Hater. Britt still doesn't like Riho. Makes a move toward her before exiting the ring. I will say though, I did love Riho's top. I need Riho's top. And I think the reason Britt still hates Rio is because Rio's fucking Kenny Omega. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Britt's jealous. Eh, she has Adam Cole. Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. 
Adam Cole. What the fuck? <laughs> then we get a Ray Phoenix promo. He's going to challenge Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT title on Rampage. And then we move on to our main event featuring the House of Black versus the Elite versus Jericho, Guevara, and Garcia from the JAS for the trio's titles. You know you're going to have chaos in the ring was a really good match. I have a theory on why the Elite lost the titles at Revolution. Would you like me to explain? Because Kenny's got a team with Kota Ibushi and Takeshita. And the Elite's going to get Hangman? No. Okay, then what? So you know when Omega come back, they did the trios thing. Mm-hmm. And they've kept him in the trios for a while. Mm-hmm. I think they did that to protect him because I don't think he was the 100%... When he came back. I think he was probably like 90. Yeah. So they did it to keep him with the elite. That way Matt and Nick could protect him. And he wouldn't have to work so hard. As if he was doing singles. Hmm. So now. That he's probably 100%. He's probably going to break from the elite. Which we'll talk about. And go do singles. Now. But I think that's the reason they kept him with the elite and had the elite so much was to protect him until he got comfortable back in the ring because he was gone for a while yeah and i don't think he was like a hundred hundred percent and they did it to protect him i could see it damn i have good theories anywho we're bending door past the million dollar canadian mark in pre-sales today and in American dollars, that's probably shit. Uh, 700000 Like I said. Alright, moving on. Um, I put, I love Omega's gear and love the Elite shirts. Then I put, oh shit, bitch ref. Okay. Continue. Mm. God, I hate that bitch. Well, we start off with Brody and Guevara. Guevara with a drop kick. Birdie with a chop. Guevara tags in Garcia. Garcia ends up in the elite corner and tries to tag them in. And they're like, fuck that shit. We ain't getting in the ring with him. Mm-mm. I don't want to get in <laughs> They're like, we just did that. No, thank you. Then Jericho comes in. He's in with Black. Omega tags himself in from Black. Crowd goes wild. Then we have chaos. Everyone is in fighting in the ring. We get Jericho and Birdie in the ring now. Then Malachi comes in. Jericho fighting. Begins to fight back. Jericho hits a code breaker on Malachi Black. Then we have Garcia in. Nick tags himself in from Malachi Black. And takes down Garcia and Guevara. Black begins stomping away at Nick. Then Matthews and Omega begin to go at it. We get a snapdragon on Black from Omega. Then Omega gets a two count on Matthews. Jericho tags in. Then him and Omega begin to team up to take down House of Black. Then they actually start throwing blows and going at it. The crowd goes wild. Jericho puts Omega in the walls of Jericho. 
The Bucks hit super kicks to break it up. Everybody gets a super kick from the Bucks at this moment. Jericho and Omega are legal, and they are going at it once again. Jericho, I mean, Omega goes flying on Jericho. House of Black retains. Garcia took the pin. What a fun match. It was a fun match. There was a lot of chaos, and I was... I had already had like almost three pages of notes just on this one episode of Dynamite. <laughs> How much of that was the opening promo? Two and a half pages. Yeah. But I felt it was important to discuss long term storytelling. Mm hmm. So, your thoughts on the match? Blah, 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 blah. And then we'll get into the shenanigans after. I enjoyed the match. Think we need to see Kenny versus Malachi one on one. Need to see Kenny versus Buddy Matthews one on one. And Kenny versus Brody King one on one. I do not disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime I can see Kenny Omega on my TV, I'm a happy woman. How long do you think they're going to let House of Black keep the titles before they move them? Maybe until All Out of Pool gear. I think Blackpool Combat Club is going to be the next trio's champions. I can see it. Segway into our shenanigans. Woohoo! At the end of this match. So evidently, backstage, the Blackpool Combat Club begins to beat up Dark Order, and it spills over into the ring after... Why are they not suspended? Our trio's match? They caused a backstage fight. They should be suspended. I don't know. Anyway, Hangman ends up in the ring alone. The Blackpool Combat Club climbs into the ring. The Elite climb into the ring behind Hangman, and the Blackpool Combat Club roll out. They're like, fuck this shit, we're out. Hangman is left confused, and AEW goes off the air, which everybody was pissed about, but it gave you a cliffhanger, so you bitch about them not giving you cliffhangers wanting to tune in next week, mm-hmm. and when they do, you bitch about, well, we needed to see what was going to happen. Well, then get your ass on Twitter, and from the people that were there, they gave you what happened, and I'm going to tell you what happened, so shut the fuck up and listen. Hangman turns around and notices that the Elite are behind him. And then Kenny Omega rolls out of the ring like, fuck this, I ain't dealing with this or helping this little bitch boy cry-ass cowboy. (laughs) And he looks at Matt and Nick, and then Matt and Nick kind of begin to roll out the ring. So now we might have some issues with the Elite. And if you watch BTE on Monday, you explain BTE. Matt made a group chat with Nicholas, Hanger, and Kenneth. And, well, Kenneth left the group chat. Hmm. This is why you have to watch everything. Uh huh. Everything connects in AEW. Like, MCU. All the MCU movies connect. So, if you don't watch them all, and you go watch one, you'll be like, well, I don't understand that. Like, you're Nana. <laughs> you have to explain. You got twenty eight other movies you got to watch before you watch this one. For a company that doesn't do storytelling, 
This was sure a storytelling episode. There's no build-up. I have no build-up for nothing. I don't know what the fuck Tony Khan's doing. I should be booking AEW. That is what everybody on Twitter says. If you want to book your own wrestling promotion, then get your own fucking money and do it yourself like he did. They're too lazy to. But, anywho, uh, Rampage. Yeah, as we stated earlier, because it was on at a funky time, and the funky time that it was supposed to come on, it really didn't come on because the basketball game went long. My DVR did not record it, so I don't have notes on it. So, we're just going to read the card and discuss the matches the best we can. The opening match was for the TNT Championship between Powerhouse Hobbs and Ray Phoenix. Which was a great match. Oh, this was an excellent match. They actually had me believing that Phoenix was going to win. And I'm like, but Hobbs just got this. I didn't think Hobbs was losing. But but they made you believe that Phoenix could beat him. There was a few moments in there. I was like, oh, shit. Ooh, that was close. Oh, I did skip the QTV on Dynamite, too. Which was funny as fuck. It was, and people were bitching about it, saying it was lame. And they would went to attack another person you don't attack on Twitter? QT Marshall. He went to the Tony Khan school of Twitter. <laughs> Petty bitches. And I'm for it. Um, Then we had the JAS versus somebody. It was Matt Menard. Angelo Parker. And Angelo Parker. Versus Jobbers. Basically. They won. Um, Taya Valkyrie wrestled. Made her AEW debut. Against some random person. Oh, people were bitching because she was dancing coming down the ramp when she made her debut on Dynamite. And they're like, why is she acting like that? And then somebody's like, she always does that when she comes out. It's uh-huh. like, guess that person's never seen Taya wrestle. Like, guess they don't watch Impact. We have... We have live in, in person. person. Yeah, I've seen them big titties live and in person. Okay, Misha Slamovich, which was a good fucking match. Oh, she's wrestling on Impact. Her and Bully Ray are fighting Mickey James and Tommy Dreamer on Impact Thursday. Huh. And then the main event was Brody King and Daniel Garcia, which was an okay match. Daniel Garcia won. Because of... Systematic sy- cheating, as Tony Schiavone would say. Mm-hmm. Jericho hit Brody King with the bat. But it's only cheating if you get caught, and he did not get caught, so therefore he did not cheat. It's legal until you get caught. That's what I say. Don't go by that. It's just what I say. Really don't go by that, but... But, anywho. I think the best match was the Hobbs match. Rampage was, like, a solid five. It was just middle of the ground, your basic wrestling show, but still solid. Yeah, and Rampage is not coming on until Saturday this week. At 10 p.m. But- whoa, 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 I got, I got, da, 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 Oh, the card for tonight was discussed. I already have the card for tonight. Oh, okay, well, I had it too. Good, we were both prepared. There, so you You're finally prepared! Yay! Do you want a cookie for it? No, I'm going to go I, make pizza rolls for I, it. I have soft, nice cookies. <laughs> you would understand that reference if you go listen to random shit yesterday. 
on our Patreon, patreon.com backslash uh, forward slash the big podcast. Anywho, the match cards for tonight. Go for it. We have John Moxley taking on Stu Grayson. Be a go fun Moxley. Go Moxley. Be a fun match. Yeah. It is going to be a brutal match. How long do you think it's going to be before Moxley bleeds? Four minutes. Okay. Next. Uh, Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. Should be a Bobbert's solid favorite. match. favorite. We're getting Tony Booty versus Sky Booty. There's going to be a lot of ass in this match, and I mean in a good way. Sky Booty's going to get the green L on her. Mm-hmm. And then, for your AEW World Tag Team Champions, you have the Guns taking on Top Flight. Be a solid match. Ass boys. Ass boys. I love the ass boys. I mean the guns. We have a... Colton's kind of sexy in a weird way. Six-man match with Darby Allen and Sting and Orange Cassidy taking on Kip Sabian and the Butcher and the Blade. Where's the build-up for this match? Why am I having this match? It's Papa. Well, why? We're back. Had to take a little time out. Fits the closet door. I got to shoot sparks. I can shoot sparks too. Oh, <laughs> different kinds. <laughs> but, um, anyways, we left off. Yeah, where's the build up for this match? OC and Kip's been going at each other for a little bit. They haven't gone at each other. There's for like no build up, there's no story to this match, which there is. So, evidently, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen teamed up against the Blade and the Butcher at House Rules in Troy, Ohio Mm -hmm. at the first non-televised AEW show. And then after the match, one of them, Blade or Butcher, decided they would swing Darby between the walls in the hallway back and forth and attack Darby. Mm -hmm. And so, that's how we ended up with this match. And then next... And of course, you know, fucking... Goddamn Orange Cassidy and his team's gonna fucking win. Which I have no qualms with Sting or Darby, it's Orange Cassidy. Then that's me having no disqualification match between Hook and Stokely Hathaway. Send Hook! Stokely's gonna get killed. There's gonna be a murder tonight. Uh-huh. And it's gonna be Stokely Hathaway, unfortunately. Uh huh. And then! Someone better call 911. And then. The best bout machine. Kenny Omega mm. takes on Ohio the Vikingo. Which will be. Where's the build up to this match? Why why did Tony Khan put this match together? Uh, I, I need to know why they wrestling. What's the issue? I got your issue, bitch. They were supposed to wrestle in twenty twenty one, but Kenny got hurt. Mm-hmm. There's your goddamn build-up, you motherfuckers. And we hear from Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. Yeah, that's going to be a spot-fest, high-flying, holy shit match, basically. Uh Uh-huh. And then people will jump on Twitter and bitch about it. Yep. But not me, because I like holy shit matches. But I think, like, outside of the Hook and Stokely thing, I really enjoyed the card. Mm-hmm. And so, you brought up Adam Cole. 
Mm-hmm. And so while you were playing with your sparks, uh huh, um, I saw something on Twitter. It said that Adam Cole shouldn't win his return match. But he should. So, why would you have him lose his return match? They said the story could be him redeeming himself. Maybe. George Paul would likely miss the remainder of the regular season with a knee spring for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Which, I saw that last night. It looked much worse than a knee sprain. Here. Mm. It looked much worse than a knee sprain. Ooh! Yeah, that bitch tore something. ACL, PCL, MCL. Yeah. But just for it to be a knee sprain... Is insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. So I have another question for you. Before we go off the air. In your opinion. Is the AEW women's division. One of the best in pro wrestling. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm going to save that for later. That's a random shit episode thingy. Can I do a rant real quick? Before we end? Sure. So, you fucking idiots that get on Twitter and use being on the spectrum as an insult, can you fucking die? Whoa, that's a bit far. Come on now. Is it though? Yes, it is. Is it though? Yes, it is. That's a bit far. If you're that damn stupid to get on the internet and use being on the spectrum as an insult to someone, maybe you should die? That's a bit far. Just tell them to get off the internet. Because you shouldn't be making fun of People that are on the spectrum are people that have autism. And I agree they shouldn't, but you shouldn't tell them to die. I don't tell many people to die, just them. No, that's fucked up. Nobody ever said I was normal. But, no, I'm not defending what they said. Because they shouldn't said of what they did in the first place. But also, unless you're a pedophile... A rapist or a murderer, you shouldn't die. Wait, I just. It sounds like you're defending them, though. I'm not defending them. I'm not defending what they say. But I'm going against you on saying that they should die. They shouldn't die. They should learn how the fucking... How do I put this? <laughs> Hello, kitty cat. Ah. 
they shouldn't use autism to get their point across or they're using it as an insult as an insult and not many things offend me but that offended me and but no they shouldn't be on social media doing that but they don't deserve to die Telling them to die is a bit far. But is it though? Yes, it is. I love you. Brendan is loving on his pussy. I love you, Maxwell. You heard it here. Brendan loves Maxwell Jacob Friedman. No. I love Maxwell Venom Reed. <laughs> Okay, okay. Go look at the ice machine. But, anywho. That was my rant. That was your rant. And then you got mad at me for ranting. No, I didn't get mad at you for ranting. You just could have worded it better. I worded it how I wanted to word it, because I meant what I said. I'm the type of person that says what I mean, and means what I say. And sometimes you shouldn't. Don't ask, then. You're the one who wanted to write I didn't ask about anything. If you don't want my honest opinion, don't ask, because I don't sugarcoat shit. I am a straight, straight shooter. Uh, anyways, check the Discord and let Bobby and Jordan know you're alive. I'm dead. No, you're not. But, anywho, goodbye, people. We're done. We're done. We'll be back uh, Friday with Amanda. Ring of Honor. And Mando. And Mando. We might do Mando Thursday. Okay. Depends on what, what we end up doing. Okay. But, but my... We're aiming for Mando Thursday, Ring of Honor Friday. Might have some special content on Patreon this weekend. I'm going to try to talk you into watching a movie. Yeah, crew three. Gotta have money to go to the movies, and I'm a broke-ass fucking whore bitch. Shoot it out. <laughs> okay, anywho, goodbye, people. Laters.